Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the new season of the KLNS Rugby Podcast. Across the course of the year, we're going to have match conversations. We're going to have interviews. We're going to talk some bigger picture stuff. But as I return from the break, we've decided to start with Ireland. Uh, a post-World Cup post-mortem is, is not really something I'd be interested in. So today, we're going to start in the first of a two-part series, looking at the depth available in Ireland overview a deep dive whatever you want to call it for those of you who are tuning in on podcast you can also get this on youtube for a more interactive experience but if you choose to to stick with the podcast audio form i will have the whole thing listed out name by name you won't really miss much just a quick note on the season ahead we will be looking at you know urc champions cup six nations in quite a bit of detail. But one thing I want to look ahead at, look at is the bigger picture conversation. So be it, you know, the the state of the game in terms of safety, in terms of debts and money, in terms of TV, you know, growing the game, international game, tier two, URC, whatever it is, Heineken Cup. It's something that interests me and it is something I think will be quite in interesting in general is to get fans perspective on proper issues as opposed to the same old voices that quite a lot of us would actually disagree with this is probably an example of that we're go- i'm going to go through depth chart it's it's just me it's just my own opinions could have brought on a panel to do this but then it would get extremely messy but feel free to to weigh in on the conversation be it on on twitter or in comment sections or Wherever you like, you know, I'll leave it the, the question on, on the Spotify app, for instance. If you're listening on YouTube, you can leave a comment. And I, I just want to move the, the podcast platform to a place that is more conversational, more bigger picture. Yeah, we'll talk about big URC games, big Six Nations games, but it's important to get both sides of things as well. And it's something that would excite me for the season ahead. Of course, you'll always catch me on the, the Red Army podcast as well for all things Munster on a weekly basis but we will start with Ireland for this season and the reason I wanted to do a, a depth chart piece was mainly because you know it's it's something that gets brought up a lot but it's it's something that interests people it's something that that people like to talk about today I'll, I'll start with the forwards and we'll do backs in either end of this week or, or next week and the reason that I want to do it is to to get a conversation going to you know to a where we stand as of right now type of conversation and hopefully it is 
you know, something that you enjoy. So Ireland, of course, not succeeding in in their goals at the World Cup, losing another quarterfinal to New Zealand. The likes of Johnny Sexton has retired. Keith Earls has retired. But besides that, it is a largely similar squad. But what direction will we go in? Will there be new coaches coming in come next year? Will there be a slight change of shape in the ta- in the coaching squad? Or not coaching, the playing squad. That remains to be seen. The reason I think doing this now is a good idea is because you will get a lot of it around, you know, you get murmurings, especially around December, about who's getting called up to Ireland squads. And then from there, you get kind of a fair idea. So to do it now, taking stock at the end of a World Cup where there's been a few URC games, um, not all, most of the mainstay players won't have played in them, but that in and of itself is okay because those are the guys that we're just going to put down as core players. Just to start things off on the pod, we're going to kind of have broken down into three tiers. So we're going to have our core players, our fringe players, and our youth prospect type players. As many players who are capped as possible, I want to try and get them in. So you know, even if it is only one or two caps, I'll try and get as many of them in as possible. And I want to keep this as a very fluid perspective. You know, we've played what, four or five games at the URC post-World Cup. The internationals aren't back. There's loads of rugby to be played between now and Six Nations time. So this is absolutely not a, a Six Nations squad prediction. And we will start with the forwards today. And we will start with the front row. And I think front row is something that we're going to see a lot of question marks with Ireland. <clears throat> a large reason of that being just the fact that you look at, you know, you look at the age profiles of some players, you look at the fact that a lot of our fringe players or younger players we're, we're not too sure about. And Loosehead Prop is a good example of this because we've heard about, you know, could Andrew Porter move back to Tighthead, for instance? You know, what what's our depth like after Keen Healy and so on. And so just to start things off, I, I've listed three core players and I think it's fair to say because they've been in basically every squad when fit. That's Andrew Porter, Keen Healy and Dave Kilcoyne. Now the standout there is the fact that, you know, obviously Porter switched over from, from tight head to loose head. And I think he's doing a good job there. Healy and Kilcoyne, definitely the wrong side of 30 and and pushing on, I think you can say. And that's where the question marks lie is can Ireland find suitable depth? Two players is really all you need to back up Andrew Porter if he stays at loose head prop and always, you know, will always go straight to the younger players. But in the fringes, I have, you know, two players from Munster, two from Leinster, three, two from Ulster, one from Connacht, um, I think so. Got Jeremy Luckman. He obviously went to the World Cup, so I think it's fair to say he is next man up, if you will. Michael Mill, Eric O'Sullivan, who I think is a is a good scrummager, and if he gets a full season, you know, injury free, I think he's going to be right there. Josh Witcherly, I think those two are pretty much neck and neck. Andrew Warwick, the definition of just a good scrummager, and there's there's always a place for that. Ed Byrne, he was previously capped by Ireland as late as twenty twenty one, I'm going to say, and Peter Dooley, who was received one or two squad call-ups as well. And from there, no one is really jumping out as being, you know, an obvious 
player to back up Porter. Luckman probably seems like the one. But, you know, Josh Richley gets a lot of minutes for Munster. Is he international quality or size? We don't know. Michael Mill, you know, hasn't really played too many big, big games for Leinster, so we don't know where he's at. Warwick and O'Sullivan, you know, neither of those have nailed down the starting jersey. I, I left out Dennis Buckley on this because I think his kind of window has passed. He's never been in an Ireland squad under um, Andy Farrell or, or under any coaching staff, really. That's why I went with Peter Dooley. But Buckley and Dooley are kind of in that same mould, even a Duggan, good players. I think Dooley is probably the one that they've seen the most stock in because he's been in the squad previously. But again, it's it's about what do Ireland actually want from their from their players? You know, in terms of is it scrummaging? Is it more ball carrying and ball play work? Is it, you know, around the fields going 70 minutes? Like the fact that we've Andrew Porter who had scrummaging question marks as our main guy and never wavered for that because he's that good probably suggests, yeah, maybe it's scrummaging isn't the biggest thing for Ireland. Maybe they're okay with that. I think Jeremy Luckman probably fits into that mold then as well, ahead of maybe Josh Witchley and Andrew Wark. Insofar as if scrummaging isn't the number one thing that we're looking at, then you know we could go for someone who's a little bit more dynamic. I've only listed three young players on this one. Paddy McCarthy jumps out at. It looks like he's going to play loose head prop. I've now realised I've left out Jack Boyle, who's a very obvious candidate. Has played quite a few games for Leinster this season. I think he started all four to start the season. Gone with Munster's George Harden and Kieran Ryan as well. Harden, very good at under-20 level. Ryan has got a couple of, of pro games already. He like they're very obvious players to put in. McCarthy and Boyle are probably the two that we're looking at long-term. Boyle in particular is seen to have a very high ceiling. McCarthy, brilliant at under-20 level. Albeit kind of moving around tight head to loose head. Looks like he'll stick at loose head and, and we'll see. I'm not going to make a prediction, but you know, I think again to just run over Porter, Healy, Kilcoyne, Luckman, Mill, O'Sullivan, Witchley, Warwick, Ed Byrne, Peter Dooley, and then Paddy McCarthy, Jack Boyle, George Haddon, and Kieran Ryan as the youth or the prospects that we have. Moving on to Hooker, and again, it's kind of the case of a similar scenario. I think like there's more young players listed on this one and less fringe players. But again, you kind of have your three obvious guys, Sheehan, Keller, Herring. Whether Rob Herring is in the Ireland squad come February remains to be seen. It's very possible to face him out for one of um, Stuart, Barron or Tierney Martin. In, in my opinion, those three are the are the obvious ones. Um, Sheehan and Keller goes out saying they're phenomenal. What Rob Herring brings is just that solidity. You're never going to have four out of ten performances from Rob Herring. Just really, really good at his, in terms of his throwing, in terms of his breakdown work. Ball carrying is strong and a leader. But will he still be in the squad um, come next year? We don't know. I, I would prefer if we had him in there. Um, I'd actually prefer if we went for four hookers next time and try and get lads in camp. So even if it's she and Keller, Stuart Barron, or Tom Stewart and Jimmy Barron, Jimmy Barron or Dylan Cherney Martin, or Tom Stewart and Dylan Cherney Martin, whatever way we want to do it, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. And that's not to say throw a herring aside, but 
if they are going to try and phase him away. And like you have to remember, he's probably this, the most different player of the six that I've mentioned. Sheehan, Keller, Barron, Tierney Martin, definitely more dynamic. And Tom Stewart, definitely more dynamic, definitely more robust. Not as good of throwers, um, despite being quite good. Not at Herring's level, I, I would say. So Sheehan, Keller, Herring, I think safe to say, as of right now, come January, it may look a little bit different. I've Tom Stewart as the leading guy of the fringe players, followed by Jeremy Barron, followed by Dean and Cheney Martin. That's kind of based on Cheney Martin's only after winning the starting gig at Connacht, and even at that, they don't have um, Dave Heffernan available. Um, so I think that one is, is okay to go for. They have Ty McElroy, who's been doing well, but unless he signs a, a long-term contract, I mean, putting him on, on this list, Stewart for me is is the heir apparent to Herring at Ulster. Is he the heir apparent at Ireland? I'm not 100 percent sure. I think he's a good player. This season will probably test him. I think last year, you know, scoring 17 tries with that fantastic mall in front of him probably skewed our perception of him. Hopefully this year we get more of a, a look at it as his throwing, his scrummaging, his ball carrying, his tackling, his rook work, everything. Jeremy Barron is probably, at this point in time, probably the closest to Herring. His throwing hasn't been great. Some of Munster's line-out schemes and calls are definitely too complicated. Probably the closest in it. Runs a lot of good trail lines. He's a good jackal threat. But the one I really want to look out for is Jim Tierney Martin. Go man. I think he has this edge to go alongside a dynamism and just... A high high ceiling, and even saying high ceiling kind of feels condescending at times, but he looks like a player who could be in a green of Ireland in the next 12 to 18 months. He really does. He's, he started the season so strong, you're you're hoping for, for no injuries and for good form and to, to beat the door down to get in. Maybe by January, he could be ahead of Jimmy Barron. We don't know. He could even get ahead of Tom Stewart. You You don't know which way it's going to go. I've also included Dave Hefton and Niall Scannell because they've previously been capped um, by Ireland, quite experienced. I don't see them getting back into squads, so I did want to include them, as I mentioned at the top of the show. And then the youth prospects, I think this is where you kind of stand up and you say there's some great options. So I've got John McKee, Ulsterman, who's who's now down at Leinster, Lee Barron, Gus McCarthy, Ireland under 20 captain, Scott Buckley and Owen de Butler, I've added in there as well. Scott Buckley, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold on as of yet, but we'll we'll wait and see. The Butler is kind of in the same boat, where you know we'll wait and see. We probably haven't seen enough of them to to give a strong opinion as of right now. McKee, Baron McCarthy, they're kind of the ones that that people are going to stand up and take notice of them. I think John McKee's been really good for Leinster in the last the last year or so. Lee Baron is is very highly thought of. The only thing I would say is with McKee and Barrett and even Gus McCarthy, granted he's only 20, they haven't played a lot of big games, you know. And really none of these youthful guys will have done so. But they're going to have to start playing big games, even if it means moving provinces for any of them, before you can really put them ahead of, you know, Stewart, Barron, Tierney Martin. You know, three of those are starters. And Stewart, even at that, Stewart is neck and neck with Rob Herring so it's going to be very hard for these guys and if Andy Farr opens that door for 
development players, which he's done before in his squads, then great, fantastic. Then we could see maybe Gus McCarthy. I think it would be the front runner. I don't think he'd go with John McKee um, or Lee Barron. I think it would be Gus McCarthy. Great. Um, going forward, like Sheehan and Keller are still very, very young. They have another World Cup, if not two, in them. Stewart, the same. Jamie Martin, the same. Jimmy Barron, close to it. A little bit, little bit older than than those two. So it's it's a position that Ireland are really, really stacked in. And I, I tweeted about it the other day, like we we've an embarrassment of riches at Hooker. Tight head prop then it's probably a similar conversation to Lou said. We know what the top lads are like. Not so sure going down the list. Pike Furlong, Finley Beelham, Tom O'Toole. Basically been in almost every Ireland squad under Andy Farrell over the last three years, I think you can say. And I think they're they're the obvious ones. They're the obvious standout players to be to be top of the list. The fringe one is kinda it was a bit difficult in some ways. So I've gone with Roman Salanoa's top because he's he's been in Ireland squads. John Ryan, I mean, miss he's dependable. He might be 34, 35 years of age, but he's very dependable. Then I've gone with Marty Moore, as you can see, who went fit. Good player for Ireland. Played in that A game against New Zealand last year. Played really well that day. Ollie Agar. Now, I've put a star beside his name because he's not confirmed as coming back to Ireland as at the time of recording. But I think that's a safe place to put him is behind, you know, established guys like Moore and Ryan. He could well, he'd probably jump ahead of Salanoa for Munster this year. You would imagine if, if he goes to Munster, I should add. Not 100% sure on that as of yet. No confirmation yet. And I put him ahead of Jack Inger, who is second fiddle to Finley Beelham. His form has been predominantly good. A couple of Connick fans say he's he's blown a little bit hot and cold, which is which is fair enough. You know, um, they're they're watching him more intensely than I am as well. That that has to be remembered. So, in terms of what we have there, everyone, that's eight players. Furlong, Bielham, O'Toole, Salanoa, Ryan, Moore, Jaeger, and Anger. I think that's solid. I don't think it's great. You know, we've seen like Furlong regress in recent years. Is Finley Bielham going to take the starting jersey off him? I don't think Ireland will do that, even if I think it's something that we could afford a bit of a bit of flux, I think. Sorry, right? It's not experimentation. We know what Bielham is. It's not a changing of the guard because we're not going to toss out Furlong just to, to mix and match. But I don't think we're going to do that unless Andy Farrell and his coaching staff decide to go for something different over the next four years and go for, you know, okay, if it is 50-50, maybe we'll go the other side to what we used to, which they might do. I think with Tighthead, I wouldn't be surprised if, despite putting him fourth in the fringe, that Oli Jaeger goes straight into the Ireland squad because he's someone the RFU have coached before. They obviously think he's a good fit schematically or whatever. Like he's a tall prop. It mightn't be any harm when you've got Dan Sheehan um, being quite tall as well. But I'm not 100% sold as of right now. You know, he was behind Ala Latoa at the Crusaders. Um, he hasn't gone into a New Zealand. He hasn't got capped in New Zealand despite the fact that their scrummaging was, was pretty poor in recent years up until De Groot and Lomax came in it must be said so 
just that's a question mark as much as it's an asterisk there because he's not confirmed there's a question mark there as well the youth players then I think you know Sammy Lowe was probably more caps than the rest of them combined so I've got with Scott Wilson first man of the hour at the moment after his brilliant performance off the bench against Munster then Sammy Lowe of Connacht Roy Maguire Chemi Assisi and Ushi Miguel um, the latter at Connacht at the moment Wilson just looked really strong against Munster. Now I've heard there was talk of him kind of struggling at AIL level a few weeks ago. And sometimes it's, it's more got to do with who's beside you and behind you in, in the scrum. So much something because Eric O'Sullivan did a great job on, on Friday night. So he, he just deserves to be there as of right now, because I think, I think it's, it's just reward. We haven't seen that sort of performance from any of the rest of them. Sam Elo has been, you know, third choice solidly at Connacht for the last while. So I think he has to be up near the top. Rory Maguire only made his first appearance for Leinster this year. A lot of people are happy with his progress. Timmy Lasisi hasn't featured this year, has featured in recent years. And Oshie McHale, who hasn't featured for Connacht yet. How do I think we are fixed at front row? I think it's okay. I think the core positions in all three is decent. I think that's, yeah, I think it's it's very solid. It's when you get into the fringes that we have a couple of question marks about the step up to international level. But thankfully, I do believe with the URC, that step up is going to be smaller than what it was for guys who are playing, you know, 15 league games a year. If we need to call upon them, if we do decide to call upon them. Into the second row now, and again, we have three core players who have been there for four or five years now in Tygburn, James Ryan, and Ian Henderson. Now, I probably could have put a H beside Tygburn's name because whether we see him move back into that 4-6 hybrid role going forward, I don't know. I think it's something we could look at. We will wait and see. But what really stands out for those watching on YouTube is the array of young players that we have. I've listed seven, I think it is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. This is great podcasting, folks. Uh, seven young players. We'll get to them in a minute. The fringe players even is solid. like Really, really solid. Joe McCarthy, obviously younger but because he went to the World Cup, kind of have to include him there as being a step above. Kieran Treadwell, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Treadwell, especially in Ireland. I think he always does a good job. I've left out Alan O'Connor, who is ahead of Treadwell at Ulster, just because I don't see him being in the frame for Ireland. And I think that's that's fair to say. I've also left out Finney Witchley and Josh Murphy. Witchley is capped for Ireland, but you look at the the young players coming through, it's hard to see how he gets back into the squad um, or if he's of international quality. And Josh Murphy's taking a year out, so as much as I'm a fan of his, again, is that 4-6 hybrid. Just can't really include him. So McCarthy and Treadwell. Then I've gone with Nye Murray and Ross Maloney. Both of those line-out technicians, really, really solid. Murray, very agile for a lot of his size. I'm really happy with his with his development with Connacht over the last couple of years. I do worry that Dewalt Senegal and his loss from the coaching staff could hurt Murray, but hopefully not. Ross Maloney, I think he's there, thereabouts. He could easily be walk into an Ireland camp if Ireland decide to, or if they have any injuries, especially with his experience. Joe Joyce, I put him in there as is Oshin Dowling. Two more powerful second row choices. Joyce has impressed me in his first few games with Connacht and Dowling has teamed up well as being that power lock. I don't think he's the biggest. 
don't get me wrong, but he has impressed me when he's been in that role. And then the youths, and this is where you just stand back and you say, we have a lot of great options. So we got Edwin Adogbo, I think has to be top of the list. Still only 20, 21 years of age. He's dominating at URC level. Um, Dominate collisions, you know, carries strong, tackles strong, rooks ferociously. Thomas Ahern behind him. Thomas Ahern probably didn't have his best game against Ulster, but as a line-out caller, he's been doing well. He's in that kind of Jorge Stamen mold, that Tyburn mold. He might be a little bit trimmer, even though he's filled out, but he's going to be so dynamic. He's going to be a 10, 12 carries a game kind of guy who could win jackal turnovers and be making line breaks. I hope he fulfills his potential. He has had a couple of injuries, so I don't want to get too far ahead. I put Darren Moray next, along with Brian Deeney, two guys who are on the fringes with their provinces. I think it's a good spot to leave them because I think a dog bone or hern, there's a good chance they'll step up more this year, especially if Munster look to move to Sideburn to six. Moray, again, like his brother, just a kind of ferocious talent. Brian Deeney, I've been really happy with him as a, just a nuts and bolts second row player for for Leinster, and then three guys who've been under twenty in recent years in Conor Tiernig, Jermaine Mangan, and Joe Hopes. Now Mangan has played a bit at six, so could put him down as the hybrid role as well. But Tiernig was brilliant, like I mean, absolutely brilliant at under twenty level. I found, and Joe Hopes really really good as well. He got his first Ulster cap um, a week or two ago. But again, like even though I burn James Ryan, Ian Henderson are all over 30, you do have the likes of McCarthy, Dogbo, Ahern, O'Tiernig, Mangan, you know, even Nile Ray, who I skipped over. Really, really good options there, in my opinion. I think second row is safe. We've had slight issues with second rows in terms of, you know, just balance and that, but I think we figured that out now. And I think it's it's a position Ireland are well stacked in. I've also never known an Irish squad not to be stacked at the flanker position. And as I look at it, I realize I have left out John Hodnett. Oh. Anyways, core players, I think, to start with are Peter Mahoney, Josh van der Fleer, and Ryan Baird. Baird is listed as a hybrid player for very obvious reasons because that's he is in that 4-6 hybrid. I think going forward, he might end up at, at flanker. We'll wait and see. For me, Peter Mahoney was Ireland's best back rower at the World Cup. I know, shock horror, some people don't necessarily agree there. They say it's biased, but it's just my opinion. Josh van der Fleer has had a good two years, but I feel like his, his World Cup wasn't fantastic. And Baird, again, another high ceiling, high potential player. Will he kick on and be what Ireland want him to be? I think he will. I think he definitely fit what Leinster want from him. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But in terms of Ireland... We'll wait and see because there's a load of options. And as we look there, Keen Prendergast as a six or an eight, Nick Timoney as a seven or an eight, David McCann six or eight. Can probably put in um John Hodnett here. It's an out and out seven, but despite being an out and out seven, schematically he lines up in the you know the one of the one three three one. So he holds the width for Munster when they play that shape. And that's more what the number eights do for Ireland. Especially when Jack Conan's on the field. So Probably worth noting, and this was something that was mentioned um, on commentary in the Ulster-Munster game about McCann against Kendallin, but they didn't play the same role. That's where you kind of have to you know, use the the minutes of watching provinces to to distinguish, despite the fact, you know, just to say it again, John Hodnett, 
probably someone who fits what Ireland do at number eight. So if you go for him at eight, maybe Josh Van der Fleer has played a slightly different role or Ryan Baird maybe going forward, Keen Prendergast. Um, so I then have Scott Penny, who I don't know if he's going to break into the international reckoning. He certainly needs to break into the Leinster squad. First of all, Alex Kandelan, really, really impressive player in my opinion. I really like Alex Kandelan. I think he's he's one of the best talents that we have um, in the back row. English qualified as well, so we don't want to lose him. There's, there's, there's no exception there. Like we definitely don't want to lose a player of his talent. Included Will Connors has had a tough run of injuries, but he has been in Ireland squads. Um, so he deserves at least a shout out. Harry Sheridan have gone with um again with the the H for hybrid. I think a big reason for that is he's a, he's a decent player. He's a decent player. He will progress. He had a very good first season at at Ulster. I felt like um and if they stick with him at six, I think he's he might be a little bit on the outside, but you don't know. Players can progress at different levels. And then I've gone with Collar Oliver, who I've always been a fan of. Probably a bit on the older side when you compare Condellan, Hodnett, Penny, um, Prendergast, guys like that. He's probably, you know, he's older than them. But I, I've always really liked Connor Oliver as a gnarly seven. The tough games is, is where he stands out and there's always a place for that. The youth, I mean, there, there's very little we can say about the youth back rows in Ireland because they've all been fantastic. Um, Ruan Quinn, Ruben Crothers, Lorcan McLaughlin, James McNabney. I just kind of started running out of room here on this. So I kind of had to fit them in by hook or by crook. You know, you look at Alex Soroka, Martin Maloney, Sean O'Brien, Oishi McCormack, um, even Jack O'Sullivan. Granted, he's he's more of an eight. Keen Hurley. Um, I had trying to think of the it's the, you know, the Ray brothers, Sean Raphael, Craig Jones, all at Ulster, a bit older, don't get me wrong. Like there's there's loads of back row quality in Ireland. Quinn really impressed me at under twenty level. All four of these in particular really impressed me. Don McNabney med med for great balance when he was on the field. Crothers really really good in the Grand Slam reigning season. Same for Quinn. At some stage we're going to have to start asking the question: Do we start moving some of these guys to to centre or something, you know, or into the second row if we have to? Sean Adogbo is is another that I could put in there. He's training with Munster. He's a really good young player as well. Has has the raw tools. Younger brother of, of Edwin Adogbo. Um, and there's there's definitely more options, but it's it's a position we're pretty much filled in. I think you know we're, we won't see Peter Manny at the next World Cup. I think Keen Prendergast is kind of growing into that role um, as being the next Irish blindside. But they could go for Ryan Baird, as I mentioned. Like someone like Nick Timoney should, in my opinion, be closer to Josh van der Fleer. I feel like he's actually stalled in the last maybe year or two. Um, Dave McCann is certainly someone who's putting his hand up now eventually. And then any of those young four players, if they're in the squad, developmental or otherwise, you're very, very happy to see. And then moving on, love when you have technical difficulties, to number eight. And again, these players pick themselves. So if I I put in James McNabney twice here for those on YouTube, apologies if I put him in at number eight as well. I forgot to take him out. Caelan Doris, Jack Conan. Very obvious. Not really much else you can say. Caelan Doris, very, very good player. The only question mark I'd have is I'd like to see him, you know, grow and have 
really big impacts in really big games for Ireland because that hasn't been the case. Whereas Dan Sheehan, for instance, I feel like he's always had good games when Ireland are playing their toughest matches. Doris, not as much, but still an amazing talent. Jack Conan thought he had a really good World Cup quarter finally came off the bench. I think he had a good Six Nations. I know people say, well, Doris at six and Conan at eight doesn't work, but listen, you could find a way to make it work. You could move your scheme around to make it work in some regard. It might still, um, if they decide to go that way. Gavin Coombs, Max Deacon and Paul Boyle are, are my three fringe players. I wasn't 100% sure with eligibility of someone like Sean Jensen or I'm pretty sure Hurley Langton isn't Irish qualified. So I just left it at that. Coombs for me, I think he's doing everything he was doing without the tries and people are saying, is it as impressive? Still, nuts and bolts is getting better. Scrummaging is getting better, um, especially considering he's been pushing up into the second row for some scrums. He's, his rook work has improved. I think his all-around work has improved. I think because when you get used to a player who has so many highlight reel moments, you do expect to see those highlight reel moments time and again. Max Deegan, also in the fringes, like you're, you're really not going to be picking four of these number eights in an Ireland squad. So that's worth noting. Deegan doesn't have the versatility. He's really an out and out six or out and out eight. Can play a bit at six, but we're we're covered there. I actually think none of those three get in. I think Ian Prendergast will be our six, eight, you know, option at the Six Nations. Paul Boyle put in as well. If we get a good season from him in particular, we could see him push on. I think Connacht's best back row right now is Hurley Langton, Oliver and Prendergast, but Boyle could have something to say about that, you know, and he could be could become very, very important for Connacht very soon. And in the youth options, I think there's, you know, forget James McNamee's name at the bottom for those of you on YouTube. Brian Leeson, James Colhan. You can't really say anything negative about those two guys in terms of their impact at under 20 level. Colhan was phenomenal. He was unbelievable as, I think he was captain, I'm not 100% sure, at number eight. And Leeson, he's played URC games. And both of them have played URC games and looked at the level already in a position where, you know, it's not always easy to make the step up straight away because you might be the most physical guy at under 20s. You won't be the most physical guy at URC. Gleason and Colhan have, have kind of, um, is it Colhan or Colhan? Apologies if I'm getting that wrong. They are, they are growing really sharply. Um, Gleason has another year at under 20 level. I do wonder, would we be better, you know, keeping him away from the under-26 nations and maybe get him in the Munster squad, play against the Crusaders, play their URC games, you know, get him playing alongside like Alex Kandelan, John Hodnett, Gavin Coombs. Like, is that really a bad thing for him if he's if he's in that sort of position next year compared to an under-26 nations where he's won a Grand Slam? You know, he's dominated the, the under-20 stage. It's what they do in France. And yes, France have a great greater player pool. But like, if we're seeing Ireland doing well at a Six Nations, and Brian Leeson, James Colhan, um, even Ruan Quinn, maybe, I'll, I'll just go back to Jim uh, Mangan, Lorca McLaughlin, Conor Tiernig. If these guys are playing well at URC in the middle of that, then that is good for them more so, I think, than a good under twenty Six Nations. I, I know Leeson is the only one eligible maybe we're on Quinn I'm not 100% sure there 
but I would be in favor of not having him in that squad. And maybe that's controversial. Maybe it's not. Just my own opinion on that one. It's something I would prefer to see. And I think this is a very deep Ireland squad in spots and not so deep in others. Number eight is one where, like, I mean, if Deason and Colhan get in the squad in developmental roles, you couldn't argue because they've shown their prospects. They've shown their talent. But there is question marks. There's absolutely question marks. We talked about it with prop forward in particular. I think, you know, this is a good Ireland squad. I think this, it's a deep Ireland squad. I think it's deeper than we've ever had, if I'm being honest. But it's tough sometimes to translate that. Um, As Ireland know, the World Cup didn't go very well. But we'll wait and see. That's all I have time for today. That is the forwards done. Again, if you want to feel like you want to check in on Anthony, it will be live on YouTube. I'll, I'll leave the link in the description. If you're on YouTube, give me your comments. If you're on Spotify, give me your comments, which you can do as well. I hope you enjoyed this video. I'll be back with the backs, ideally this week, but with storms and work and everything, it might be possible. It might be next week before I get to that. But I hope you enjoyed this Jeff chart deep dive. We will have more of that to come over the coming weeks, months, season. Bigger picture conversations. This will be your home for it and a couple of interviews as well, hopefully. But for now, thank you very much for listening or for watching. And until next time, take it easy. Sports Social Podcast Network.